people don't understand with immigration. Which <laughs> is a great place to start. Just right uh, into it. Is that it's a lot more complicated than people realize. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of times people just say like, oh, why don't you just become a citizen? It's, it's not that simple. To become, to be eligible for naturalization, because that's the process, mm-hmm. uh, you have to be a permanent resident for three years, I believe, maybe two years. Either way, it is years. Uh, <laughs> and then um, there's also like a fee and a test for naturalization. Um, I forget how much the fee is, but it costs money. I don't really want to know the fee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think it would just make it sad. Um, but to become a permanent resident, you also have to qualify for... So that permanent resident is like the same thing as like green card. Um, so like... To be eligible for a green card, you either have to be like there's there's some tiers and there's certain qualifications. Uh, there's also lots of tiers in the other sense. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, but one, which is the the simplest way, is like being a family member of someone who's already a citizen. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to be like a, a direct family member in a certain direction. So like you can be married, you can be a child or a parent of a citizen, but siblings are not necessarily on that criteria. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> So we're okay, so you said you were born in Venezuela, right? Yeah. So is that where your parents are from as well? Yeah. Um, And, I mean, I I guess I can talk about it since, like, legally. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. uh, But um, both my parents are uh, permanent residents now. Okay. Um, But, yeah, so uh, they were both born in Venezuela. I was born Mm -hmm. in Venezuela. Both my brothers, I have two brothers, Mm -hmm. were born in Venezuela. So, um that it's a weird thing because again you can't just come into the united states Mm -hmm. no absolutely Uh, Um, (laughs) no because my dad he um was born in mexico Mm. and he has like his parents i mean you know how it goes like from old mexico like they've been there for generations Mm -hmm. and generations um but his generation they we're looking for a better life, obviously. Mm-hmm. So um, they all came over illegally, and yeah. he has so many brothers and sisters. Like, I cannot even tell you how many he has, um, but a very, very, very big family. Right. You know, obviously, like, tradi- traditional Mexican yeah, yeah. family. But it, um, illegally how? Because there's, like, yeah. there's like a, a, a criteria, I guess. Like, illegally, like, wet back as they say no, they or you like literally, cross the no river. yeah like i was uh gonna go into it like um him and his brothers and sisters literally like yeah, yeah. crossed the border like they swam over mm-hmm. and that wasn't even something i figured out until literally like a couple years ago mm. um 
But he has been here for so, so, so many years. You know, Mm -hmm. like he's been here since he was probably like 19 and he's like 54 now. Right. And that entire time he was obviously like trying to gain citizenship and Mm -hmm. he only got that two years ago. But it was like that long of a process. Yeah, yeah. So it's really, really angering when, you know, people are like, oh, well, you should come here legally, you know? Right. It's... They make it seem like it's so easy, <laughs> but what they don't understand is that there's an entire process. Mm-hmm. And, like, we really, really have to figure out how to try and make that easier and more right. efficient. <laughs> and a lot of stuff going on right now, too, like kids being separated from their families mm. at the border and things like that. Like, we, a lot of people just turn their eye because they're never going to experience that. Sure. You know, no one has empathy these days. Mm. And, and that's the, it's a tricky thing because you also can't advocate open borders, um, because there, you do need to be aware of who is coming in and out of the country Mm -hmm. or else you'll, I mean, there are terrorists, but that is like a, a fraction of a fraction of the exactly. people who are coming into the country. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, like, like you do have to vet people. That's that's a thing that yeah. you should do, and especially in, in America, which is like supposedly the most powerful country in the world. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we can still say that with uh, our current president. But I think as of right now, <laughs> we're just seen as like a laughing stock. And right. no one's really taking us seriously because <laughs> of the current situation we're in and yeah. all the problems we're really creating for ourselves. Yeah. You know, just with like, just with the stupid things that come out of his mouth, you know, <laughs> with no thought behind them. Or, or his small thumbs, but. <laughs> <laughs> I know because I've got small hands too, but. <laughs> But you know what they say about small hands? Oh, don't go there. Oh my god. <laughs> Got big feet though. <laughs> but I have noticed that like I have heard stories, I haven't experienced it myself, but mm-hmm. like when you when you talk to foreigners too, mm-hmm. like and they're like, Oh, you're from America, so what's that like? <laughs> and you know, they're like, Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but um well, you know, I did talk to um A uh, guy from the UK, mm. and it was right about Brexit time. So, yeah. Ooh, yeah. So we were both like, yeah. <laughs> and you both just kind of stare down and you cry a little bit. Sure. And you're like, oh, darn. Right. Well, and that's another thing that um, I sort of looked into more the idea of populism, but like with populist movements um a lot of the people that are targeted by the populism are the people that don't really know enough politically to really know the implications of what they're actually voting for Mm -hmm. so with with brexit it was like yeah we want to be we want to be allowed to see if we can leave the eu for reasons Mm -hmm. and it's like yeah i mean that's a nuanced decision that you know there's a lot of complications and things involved in being in the eu um 
but by saying like, all right, let's just leave without fully understanding the implications of all of that, then, um, I don't know. That's, that's why it's weird considering the problem of the, the dilemma of democracy in that, uh, with a, a lot of political writings have talked about how like, yeah, democracy is a good thing, um, because you do have the will of the people, but, uh, it also requires that those people aren't idiots. Um, Man, you know, <laughs> it's like, I remember, um, but, and, and yeah, ignorance plays such a huge part in it. And I know that I'm very guilty of that, especially with like just last election, like just for our state, like just, mm-hmm. you know, it's like you have to do research about it and, mm-hmm. You know, I really wish I did more. I think right. our generation, a lot of people, just because things are so bad right now, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people, um, they're like, I don't want to know anything. I don't care, you know. Mm-hmm. And ridding yourself of knowledge is possibly one of the worst things you could ever mm-hmm. do. Because when situations like that come up, you know, you start talking but you don't know what you're advocating for or against, you know? So a lot of the times you just kind of make yourself look, you know, really, (laughs) you know, dumb like me. Um, (laughs) No, but you know, like you need to read and you need to know what's happening in your country and Mm -hmm. in the world. And, you know, just, you need to know what's going on because if you don't, you, sometimes you won't even know that it's, directly affecting you yeah and and that again that sort of goes back to the the whole democracy thing is that people need to be informed about what they're voting on exactly um having a right to vote um like yeah everyone who registers to vote is allowed to vote but that doesn't give that doesn't explain to them the implications of what their vote means. Uh, it doesn't educate them on the way that this will affect economies or, you know, foreign policy or whatever it might be. Um, and so I think both socially and culturally, those are kind of interchangeable for me, but, um, we should sort of encourage more knowledge in that way. But our, our culture, at least here in America is, is very much like, it doesn't affect me. Absolutely. I don't really care. Absolutely. So, um, I don't really have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. And it's that kind of lack of empathy. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about, you know, but it's also not even necessarily a lack of empathy because there's there's a lot of people who want to do something about something and they just don't know because it, they have no reference, no point of reference to find out like, okay, well, what do I need to do? Some Some high school janitor or something may not have the resources available to really understand what 
you know, nuance in what this politician is saying if the politician is, you know, pandering to them or something without even really knowing that, uh, I mean, this was just something today, I believe, that uh, Trump is proposing uh, doing basically a $12 billion bailout for farmers mm. um, because he imposed a whole bunch of tariffs on different countries. Uh, and so it costs more money to to send out food or receive resources. And so since these farmers are receiving less money, uh, they're just like going broke. And so he's like, well, here, just have a bunch of money to sort of patch that. And so it's it's an interesting thing because these we know for a fact that rural areas voted for Trump more. Mm-hmm. And so it was these very farmers that voted for their own loss in money. Um, but it it's not their job to know how economics works. It's their job to know how to make food happen and make a lot of it so that they can survive. Um, and it's so t- to them voting for Trump was just like, yeah, I like what he's saying mm-hmm. and he seems like he's going to help me. So yeah, here it is. And so it, in some ways by doing this, this $12 billion sort of like, here you go farmers. He's in a way just like buying votes. Uh, <laughs> so education could go a long way. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there's also the problem of uh, automation in that a lot of these farmers' jobs are going to be gone and have been gone oh, yeah. uh, due to uh, increased technology. Now you don't need a whole freaking crew of people to you know, gather a, a field. Now you just need one farmer on a tractor that harvests everything and it's like, cool, now... You have less work for more land. And so all of this revenue goes to one person. And then all of these other people who are going to be farmhands are just out of a job. Uh, that's a whole other. <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> a rabbit hole. Yes. Rabbit another hole. Thing. Um, but yeah, economics and politics and everything. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and link this right back to immigration. A lot of those farm jobs are from, uh, well, that that can't be done by automation, uh, are usually done by immigrants, mm-hmm. um, and more specifically, illegal immigrants. Exactly. Um, one of the <laughs> one of the main ways, actually, that they earn money, mm-hmm. and not very much of it, for the work and labor that they do every day. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um. But, I mean, going back to the immigration thing, it's like we have no way of entering the country uh, legally by just being like, hey, I don't have any necessarily, like, marketable skills, 
but I'm willing to just like grab fruit off a tree if that mm-hmm. means not being killed by a cartel or something. Exactly. Um, and that does bring a lot of value to the U.S., but uh, value is a whole other thing because uh, I'm also sort of linking it back to we don't really care as voters because we also have a lot to worry about ourselves. I have two jobs and I'm in school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really have a lot of time to focus on like, I mean, I, I don't vote uh, because of DACA, but <laughs> um, I am as informed as I am just out of curiosity, but that also takes a lot of time and energy and makes me upset. And (laughs) so people don't need to be upset because there's a lot of people with mental illness. And so, uh, Mm. like someone like, uh, Dr. Pants, for example, uh, he is very affected emotionally by all this stuff. Um, even if it doesn't necessarily affect him directly, it still affects him mm-hmm. emotionally. And that's something that you have to take into account. It's like, well, maybe I don't need to be informed about this stuff because it's going to hurt me mm-hmm. mentally. So I don't need to be on social media or reading up on the news because it's just going to upset me and mm-hmm. I'm going to be a less productive individual. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh... <laughs> What do you guys think? Do you how do you feel like mental illness is seen in the U.S.? Um, personally, I don't. I don't think it's taken as serious as it should be. Um, I think it's at an all time high. Yeah, mm. uh, definitely. And I don't know if that's the product of <sighs> we all kind of feel like <laughs> the world's kind of going to shit, or uh, you know. We're just a bunch of sad boys, but um, I there there are very few people that I know personally that don't have mental illness, mm-hmm. and that's kind of crazy to think about because um, I feel like it's not seen by older generations mm-hmm. um, as something as serious as it actually is, right? With us, but I mean, you can just see that alone and like. If I want to start another trail, like okay, just like it. homeless people and yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, rehabilitation of like prisoners and mm-hmm. all of that is just like so much of it is mental illness, and we just don't have the proper treatment. Right. I uh, sorry to butt in. Oh, I no, just have ahead. to add something um, along those lines. So it's kind of funny that you say that because <clears throat> my family, we are. We are a very low-income family. Mm -hmm. We're not a, you know, I wouldn't even say we're middle class. Um, So one of my aunts, she is very, very, very mentally ill. Mm -hmm. Um, And she lives here in Oklahoma. But she is basically incapable of even, Mm -hmm. like, getting thoughts across or... Sometimes she just looks completely lost mm-hmm. and, like, doesn't know where she is. So in that case, obviously, she can't hold a job mm-hmm. um, and things like that. And she's just homeless. 
Right. Because my family as it is, we don't have enough money to, mm-hmm. you know, put her in a home or like hire someone to watch her right. or anything like that. So she's just literally living on the street. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what what are we doing to help people like that? Mm. You know, it's not taken seriously. Um, well, that's where, I mean, uh, filthy communist Marx uh, <laughs> has some <laughs> criticism about that. And that's a lot of uh, my criticisms, too, is, is that basically in, in this society, we live in a society, uh, I, I can't go two minutes without memeing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, a pretty big mood, honestly. But um, you have no value if you don't have money. You have you you are not a you're not a benefit to society. You're you're a detriment to society if you don't have money. And so if I mean. I'm I'm not necessarily in that same spot, but like I don't have health care. I don't know if I have like twelve diseases. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, but yeah, I'm not gonna even... I'm not gonna go go to the doctor it's, to freaking yeah. Like... I can't even <laughs> tell you the last time I've had a checkup was yeah. Honestly, so it's not like we don't want to go to the doctor or don't want help. But we're just incapable we of receiving that help. Can't, yeah. Um, and so, yeah, with all these homeless people, uh, maybe there was a point where they could have been helped a lot better, and where they could have maybe gone to a therapist and not gotten to such a bad state that they would have just gone completely crazy and lost their job, and now are crazy homeless people on the sidewalk. Um, but we let it get to that point because there's no, there's nothing there to stop someone from going all the way down. <laughs> um, so if if you don't have the money to take care of yourself, then you just won't get to be mm-hmm. taken care of, and that's it. That's all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, there's charity, but. Charity depends on those that have the money to be willing to give it out. <laughs> yeah. And that's where the problem yeah. occurs. <laughs> um, but you were in a train of thought there, Aiden. <laughs> where Mental was health. I? He says, was I? Yes. <laughs> was I? Yeah. But, I mean, like, you know, I myself, like, and I mean, for a lot of people right now, it's just depression and anxiety. And mm-hmm. that's what so many people on a daily basis deal with. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it it really isn't taken seriously. And it's just kind of treated as a norm. Right. It's like something that, like, but when it literally gets to the point where it's like, back to like Dr. Pants, where it's like, mm-hmm. you can see it's, Almost like physically, like just like yeah, exactly. Um, it, it, it sucks. Yeah. Um, um, on another note, who is this, Doctor Pants? Doctor uh, Pants, David Royals. He's a songwriting teacher here. I love that name. <laughs> you'll you'll That's get to meet him. That's an interesting name. He's great. <laughs> That's his uh, stage name. <laughs> He's he on the podcast a few episodes ago. That's pretty cool. He's I like that guy. name. Yeah, that He's sounds cool. Guy. He's a great dude. 
Sorry. Go on. Go <laughs> no, on. no. Uh, you know, and he's always like, and he's very much in touch mm-hmm. with the political climate. Mm-hmm. Right. But you can tell it's like. It affects you. Yeah. And, you know, Broles mm-hmm. isn't the guy that, like, sometimes I'm just like, don't look at the news feed today. Right? Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's like, I know, I, I know who told him that Prince died. Oh, I was in the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, please tell us. Oh, well, I can't I mean, remember who it was. It might have been Chase Hampton. Oh, yeah, Chase. Who, who told him or someone <laughs> else in the room. But, but it's like. But like, it it definitely affected him like the rest of the class. Like, yeah, there was just like moments in the class where he just like had to stop <gasps> and was like. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of dealing with that. Oh and then he was God. like, okay. So, so no. like, he's, he's such a compassionate human being. I know. Oh, my gosh. He's, he's very he much. like, feels everything. Yeah, he's right. very much an yeah. empathetic person. Aww. But, and I remember, you know, I remember when David Bowie died. Mm. Uh, that day sucked. Yeah. I just kind of, like, stayed at home <laughs> and did nothing. It was just like, can I listen to David Bowie today at all? Can I do that? Is in tears right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> can I listen to David Bowie? <laughs> <laughs> can I do it right now? Can I do it? <laughs> Lord, help me. Um, but, but also like Chris Cornell. Yeah. When that happened. Chris Cornell. I was at work. I was in the break room. We we're about to clock in. I remember being, guys, oh, my God, Chris Cornell died. Who? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Well, I mean, there's always going to be someone. It was everybody. (laughs) There were at least 30 people in there. Oh, my God. Are you, like, are you being dramatic or, like, I wish I was. Oh, my gosh. I wish I was. I really wish I was. Because, like, because it hurts. And... And that also ties back into the mental illness thing because yeah. he, you know, you know, what happened there was a thing of mental illness. But also, like, him and Chester Bennington were yeah. both very good friends, but they did that whole charity, mm-hmm. you know, for, like, abuse victims and for all that. And it's like, why is Chris Cornell like one of the few people that does that? Yeah. Right. Well, and I think even more so with like with Chester Bennington mm. being on top of the world, basically. Yeah. Like, Linkin Park being one of the biggest rock bands mm-hmm. of today. Um, and they're still fairly like young in comparison. Like, yeah. And so to to be. To, to have everything that you can need, but not have everything that you mm-hmm. could need. Yeah. Um, I was, I have a, a sort of middle-ish of the road f- feeling about mental illness. And, and it's that I, I do see that we have this sort of epidemic of mental illness um 
but I also feel like we're sort of over diagnosing and sort of self diagnosing. Mm -hmm. Um, and that like, it's okay to be sad, but that's not necessarily depression. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, I mean, I try and be as balanced as possible. Mm -hmm. I mean, a middle way, but so like the, yes, you can be anxious in certain situations or yes, you can be sad sometimes. That doesn't necessarily mean that you have anxiety, mm -hmm. that you have depression. Um, and that, and that can be very frustrating too, because my anxiety was used to be, mm -hmm. it, you know, it just took the form of OCD, you know, that mm -hmm. obsessive compulsive disorder. And what that ended up being, you know, was awful. Mm -hmm. Like it really was. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to go too far into detail into that just because it takes forever. But to hear other people be like laughing, being like, <laughs> oh, I have OCD. You know, mm -hmm. it was like yeah. so frustrating. It's like, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's like being someone who actually like in depth went through that. Yeah. You mm -hmm. know, and hearing, you know, people joke or sometimes they're serious, though. Like I've heard people seriously think that they have this kind of mental illness or disorder but it's just really self-diagnostic oh yeah and i mean part of it could be they you know like really do feel like they have it but you know so much of it is just it is taken lightly sometimes mm -hmm. right well it's also just ignorance exactly yeah. and it's just we really need to figure out I guess how to stay informed about that, but also mm -hmm. how not to just jump the gun on it. Right. And, and so I think, I mean, again, I, I try and balance a little bit. And so there's the, the harsh side, which is just like, sometimes you're just sad and you just got to deal with it. Mm -hmm. um, and there are people who can and people who can't. Um, I guess for myself, I don't know if it's a, like my occasional depressions, blah, 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 has never gotten bad enough. I do remember a time when I was a teenager where I was contemplating suicide. But since then, I've never really like had anything worse than that and I've never really like if I've gotten to a low point I've always gotten myself out mm -hmm. and so that's just from my perspective at least and I can't speak for anyone else's per perspective but we can't just think that like oh there's a name for this and so like I have that so now that I, I have the thing and I can diagnose it and I can name it, I can be treated for it. But, like, sometimes you just got to, like, deal with it yourself. Mm -hmm. So it kind of goes back to, like, the I don't have health insurance, so I I can't. You, yeah. go. So, like, right. it, even if I was actually depressed, 
I wouldn't be able to do anything about it. So like I had to take care of it. Yeah. Um, and so maybe some people aren't doing everything that they can. So like what, like when you were going through that and you, and then like the hardships that you faced after that, what helped you kind of come out of that or what helped like, you know, just kind of uplift you? Um, it's the, the like basic cheesy answers that everyone gives, like having friends, talking mm-hmm. to people, uh, being more socially active. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think they're basic and cheesy cause they're what works, right, you know, like yeah. they, it really, it really is like, um, cause they're, I mean, I feel like, you know, everyone obviously goes through a hard time in life, but whenever I felt that way, like that's honestly too kind of how I got into music and mm-hmm. um I surrounded myself with people who also loved music yeah and, yeah you know you kind of start you have to start finding stuff that you love yeah yeah and that you can focus that energy on instead mm-hmm. of focusing your energy on negative thoughts or being sad because mm-hmm. if you do that it's just gonna get worse and worse right but but it's also it it is a a balance too, because it wasn't necessarily just like, Oh, just be happy and be with friends. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I do have like a lot of my favorite musicians to thank for make, like all of my favorite music is really sad music. (laughs) Uh, I'm not even really that sad of a person. Mm hmm. Like, I haven't been a sad person since I was, like, 14. So (laughs) I think it's more, like, the fact that I, like, still relate to those emotions Mm -hmm. and was able to, at that time, uh, listen to, like, brand new and scream my lungs out. Mm -hmm. Like, it's, yeah, there's a certain catharsis there that you, you need. And that's not necessarily a positive emotion like being angry or being sad is not a positive emotion but you have to work through it rather than just for one wallow in it mm-hmm. or ignore it um because if if you wallow in it then it starts becoming an actual problem and if you ignore it then it'll just the the dam will burst one day mm-hmm. um and so yeah I, for myself like yeah I work through it there are some problems that people have that they can't work through it or they've tried working through it mm-hmm. and yeah that is where you need like actual help from people and everything but um, uh, I had this, this thought recently because um, I, I was writing a lot of uh, like recently, I was like a few months ago, I was writing a lot of like really sad poetry. And I was like, am I depressed? And I was like, no, the world is depressing. Mm. And that's what I'm writing about. <laughs> uh, I feel fine, uh, which is weird. Um, and so uh, I-, I talked to my girlfriend about it, but like, yeah, it's just, Maybe a lot of us are seeing this mood, this global mood in a way, (laughs) as our own depression 
because it's like, no, we don't know what the future holds. Mm -hmm. We're scared of what tomorrow will bring because we're, you know, on a tightrope between a nuclear war Mm -hmm. or a civil war. And so, like, what do we have to look forward to? I don't know. The next Marvel movie? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I think think that goes back to the saying, like, you just, like, as I was saying, you have to keep yourself informed. Because when you think about it, we are, we are the future. Mm -hmm. So no matter what, we can make it better if we know what to do and if we know what's going on. Yeah. You know, like... The generation that's in power now is not going to be here forever. Yeah. And might I say much longer. Mm. So, you know, it's scary to think about what the mm-hmm. future may hold, but we are the change and we have to be the change. Right. And for the better, because we all know that, you know, obviously, globally, we're pretty unhappy. <laughs> so, I don't know. I I know that it's scary, but... You just have to keep yourself informed and we have to start changing. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we change? <laughs> mm, that's a good question. Yeah, I was asking you the <laughs> questions for a minute, wasn't I? Man, I've been asked this once today. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that too, like, it's a small kind of thing, but that is super important is just being informed. Mm-hmm. So when the moment comes, you can, you know, make that decision. Yeah, yeah. Make that important choice or stand sure. up or whatever. Because I really don't know what it is. <laughs> right. Well, it, it's also like, um, I I think about this a lot. So the fact that I have answers for these things for myself is is more that I think about it a lot not that I'm that smart that I thought about this already uh, <laughs> um but like we need to uh reprioritize our values mm-hmm. um so how long do we spend looking at social media uh and not doing anything there was a point today where I was like I like had my lunch and so I was in between working on stuff and but then I finished eating lunch but I was still scrolling through Facebook and then I forgot why I was scrolling through Facebook and I was like I'm tired of this x back to work <laughs> and it it was a a weird moment but I was like why why am I doing this? All right. I don't care. Get out of here. Mm. <laughs> and it it's simple enough, but like the Facebook is designed to and other social medias are designed to keep you on there for as long as possible so that they can get as much ad revenue. But um, so if we reprioritize our values, how much time should we be spending on promoting ourselves to I don't know gain social capital um hey look how nice my life is look Mm -hmm. at this selfie I took um 
uh, how much time should we spend caring for one another or doing something for our community or bettering ourselves. Um, like, I could probably, if I used all the time that I've spent on social media and put that towards like working out, I would be in much better shape. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then, so like, what do we value? And so if we value products, if we value, you know, I have a nice car and I'm happy that I have a nice car or my house looks nice. Um, And if... (laughs) If we, I mean, yeah, you can have that be a priority, but at what point does this start being detrimental? Yeah. Um, And instead, how can I better myself to be better for my family, for my community? Um, The internet is vast and infinite, and Mm -hmm. you can use it for... uh, really strange furry porn or for (laughs) uh, just scrolling through stuff and learning as much as you can. Mm -hmm. YouTube has, like, you could get a bachelor's degree just through, like, YouTube and a free library Mm -hmm. because libraries are free. If you don't already have a library card, they're very easy to obtain. Uh, I don't know, like, I'm talking to the audience but i'm also talking to you <laughs> yeah. too um i do and i lost it when i was eight nice <laughs> well, you, can, to be found. you can literally just like walk into a library and yeah. be like be like hey i want a library card and they'll be like, like okay here, here you go here you go what's your what's your phone number thing? yeah it's like it's really just that and um, we we just got one like not 10 minutes away from our house yeah. like you know yeah like <laughs> So I should it, really read more. Yeah. And it's not like it's it's impossible to do. Like it it's free mm-hmm. if you <laughs> So you have access to all the information that you could need to get a a bachelor's degree in political science if you wanted just by going to a library and going through YouTube. And that's like that's all you really need because for those people that are in those sorts of degree programs like humanities or philosophy or political science or whatever like that is kind of what they do in those classes anyways they just throw a book at you and say read it and then you have a discussion about it and then they're like oh today in class we're going to be watching a youtube video mm. so like what's <laughs> yeah it, when it's the all YouTube that. video doesn't load they just let you out of class early Ugh. <laughs> they 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 roll the 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 old TV on the, on the, on the cart, put a VCR. put a VCR in. Oh, uh, <laughs> um, but all they had was right. Jurassic but like, Park. <laughs> <laughs> education is easier now than it ever has been, and you don't have to dump out a lifetime of student loans to get it. We do so anyways because we're stupid. Um, I don't really regret my degree, but <laughs> that's because ACM is basically a technical school. Um, 
So, and I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, like, I was going to learn this stuff anyway, but it's the people I've met here and I think the right, connections right. I've made that have really been sure what the degree's been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's there's actually nothing stopping you from, like, walking into a university and sitting in the class. Like, nothing. There's no. There's not going to be, like, a cop going in there. You know, that's so funny like, that you say that because <laughs> I've always had, like, that thought. You know, yeah. Of just, you know, because, yeah. like, you literally can do that. Yeah. Like, you won't you won't get any credit yeah, for it. You won't no. get a, a degree. You won't get the piece of paper <laughs> yeah. at the end. But like, what are you in school for? We we are in school <laughs> for the piece of paper. Are we in school for the knowledge? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I mean, like, what a associates in applied technology? Yeah, that's I what think, it is. I think that's what it is. <laughs> really get me that far? Doesn't know what his degree is. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. Yeah, well, that's because our thing yeah. is like a catch-all for all of our stuff. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of bizarre, really. Yeah. It's kind of hard to think about. <laughs> Makes my brain hurt. I mean, my, the, the bachelor's from here is like a bachelor's in applied science, um, which doesn't... That doesn't uh, really... <laughs> it's not or, compute. Unless it's also applied technology. I don't know, but it's it's all the same thing. I mean, I can get production being like, Engineering. Yeah. In a way. Right. No, it is. Yeah. <laughs> but. Like. I'm not going to tell people that I have a bachelor's in applied science. I have a bachelor's in contemporary music production. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell people I've got an associate's in contemporary music performance. And they're going to be like, go away. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of my face. But hopefully I can tell them, well, I have this guy's number. Right. Yeah. Okay. That that's why we go to school here, at least. Yeah. But is that is that like messed up to say? Because I mean, what? and I mean, it's it's really like his music has never I don't think been. What degree do you have? Unless you're trying to become a professor. Right. But I mean, you can. I mean, Kevin Lively doesn't have like a master's degree, but he yeah. has more experience than anyone in this freaking building yeah exactly it's like yeah i mean that's what really comes down to its experience and gosh darn it this microphone i'll just hold it here the the stand yeah uh (laughs) so i mean yeah well then and that kind of goes goes back to what i was saying that like the experience and the knowledge is what really matters um and the more knowledge that we gather collectively uh, helps everyone. But again, there's nothing stopping us from like our theoretical doctorate. You can look at the syllabus of every class. You can look at the degree sheet of every program. Um, so it's actually all there for you, like for free. <laughs> um, but you can just do that all yourself. Um, but we culturally don't put that much value in education anymore. Um, as we can see in Oklahoma. Uh, 
um, that teachers are incredibly underpaid. And then they walked out of their classrooms and the state was like, so? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <you> know. Literally. <laughs> kind of hurt to watch that one. Um, it's funny because I, uh, I knew this guy and his mom was a teacher mm. and they were literally advocating against the walkout. And I was like, how does that make any sense for you guys? Mm. But okay, do your thing, man. <laughs> well, Whatever gets you to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> we so, are having technical difficulties yeah. in the studio. Yeah. Welcome back to NPR. Uh-huh, <laughs> yeah. Welcome um, back to National Public Radio. I mean, this is public. Like, anyone can get it. Yeah. Uh, you know, Wayne's World. Yeah, yeah. Party <laughs> time. Um, but yeah, no, and, and they probably advocated against it because it's like, no, you should be teaching the kids. It's always for the kids. But it's like, no, the walkout is for the kids. It is for the kids, yeah. Um. So, I mean, what do we culturally value as a society and what can we do to change that right now we have everything in place and available for anyone to become more educated uh more politically informed um there are some barriers to things but hey things like libraries once again if you if you don't even have like an internet connection, there are free computers at libraries. You can do that, um, and then you can look up whatever you want. Um, but the, there's also the barriers of money. That it's a weird disconnect. Um, you can't put like. I've watched every single video in this series that lets me know how to do this thing. Uh, You can't put that on your resume and expect to get a job. But, like, I have a friend who is basically a self-made mechanic. It's not what he does for a living, but he knows cars better than anyone that I know. Mm -hmm. And that's literally just through YouTube because he would have a problem with this car. He would look it up and then fix it himself. Mm-hmm. And he's just literally done that with every single thing with his car. And he doesn't need to go to like a, a trade school to learn to be a mechanic. He could basically be a mechanic, but he wouldn't be hired as a mechanic because there's nothing that says, hey, look, I have this experience in a Thing that's a title or a sheet of paper that anyone can verify. Mm-hmm. It's really just like you can look at my search history, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you know, you can, and they'll just be like, "Well, call us back when you have a degree." Right. You know, and yeah. it's kind of funny because music is, mm-hmm. you know, a similar sort of mm-hmm. landscape like that. Because you can learn so much off YouTube now. Yeah. Just musically, if you can read music, well. You had the internet. You can, the, yeah. every piece of sheet music on the planet is yeah. somewhere in there. Yes. <laughs> Any classical piece you want to learn, it's there. IMSLP.org. Yeah. And all the theory, 
mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, all the materials. But, and I mean, it really does help to have someone there with music just to teach you the sort of organic aspect of it. But right. you can learn a whole lot yeah, just off the internet. But what's keeping you from a job is like knowing people and right. verifiable proof that you have experience. Right. Yeah, you can know all this stuff, but, well, never heard you play before. Yeah. Um, have you played with a band before? Mm-hmm. Do you have experience, you know? Right. And that is kind of the, the weird thing, too, is that we're kind of lucky being musicians in that you can just like, oh, I have nothing to prove my musicality other than showing you my musicality. Like, yeah, and people will just, on it, and they'll give you chances. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. They're like, well, you're here, dude, go ahead. Right. <laughs> you know? But like, if, if you're trying to be a mechanic, they're not just going to like, here's a car. Yeah, here's a car. At the job interview. Show me what and you got. Show me what you got. <laughs> Are you trying like, to be a doctor? It's like, <laughs> well, here's a heart surgery. Right. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> here's that heart surgery you asked for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's like. Also, I mean, by what means did you self become a doctor? Like, <laughs> yeah. You must have had to have pulled some sketchy things to, like, gather your own experience without going through an educational institution. You know that, like, show that comes on at, like, 1 a.m.? Like, <laughs> ER? What is it called? Like, horror stories from the ER? Oh. That's how you become the doctor. <laughs> mm. Mm. But, I mean, you know, and then you get, like, malpractice and all that. Right. Because we were just talking about this the other day. Me and Isabel, but like, you know, if you don't actually care about your patient, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you're just like, hey, here, get get the hell out. Well, you care about this paycheck? Then mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, then there's, so I was just talking about like getting into a job and doctor is one of those things where you do actually have to go through that path. To, oh, yeah. To do the thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um. But, like, sure, once you're in the job, then we're dealing with jobs that squeeze all of the life out of us. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, you really have to love being a doctor to be a doctor, I think. And really, like... Or you just have to love the money. Yeah. Because that's what a lot of them are, honestly. Really. That is true. I wish that, you know, and it's obvious that they're like, they hate it, though. Yeah. There are a lot of good people that are doctors. Yeah. No, there are. Thank Christ. But (laughs) I noticed EMTs, too. They get paid less. Mm -hmm. And they're the first person you run into when you get shot in the stomach, you know. That was oddly, oddly specific. Well, I'm just... <laughs> when you get shot in, in the, the stomach. stomach at 2 a.m. on a Friday. <laughs> Friday. Out in front of a Waffle yeah. House. Because <laughs> you know that's where it happens. <laughs> right in front of a Waffle House with the cook outside smoking. Yeah. Oh, my God. Holds the door open for you as you're walking out. Yeah. E- EMT walks up and the cook is just like, <laughs> he had it coming. <laughs> it was the cook. <laughs> You didn't give a good enough was, tip. Yeah. Oh my god. But but honestly, Waffle House is so good. Way better than IHOP. <laughs> really, it is. 
or IHOB. That's what I. Yeah. It, that's over now, right? Yeah, Thank it's over. God. Uh, but yeah, I noticed that AMTs. They don't really get a lot of appreciation, and mm-hmm. I think a lot more. And not people, a lot of money either. Yeah, but not a lot of money. I think a lot more people die on their table than, say, a doctor. It's hard to say. I, I don't know. The I don't have the statistics yeah, yeah. either, but <laughs> I'm just guesstimating here. Right, right. Well, same thing with like nurses. Yeah. I have a friend who's a nurse, and uh, like she has two roommates, and like still struggles with money time to time. Yeah, I mean, and it, it sucks too because <laughs> nurses also like that's another thing. There isn't a lot of respect there either. Mm-hmm. But um, more importantly, like International House of Burgers. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, more importantly. More, more importantly. More than important. That was your shots. transition. Yes. More <laughs> importantly, because you're right. <laughs> you know, really, I remember seeing that. It's like thinking, <laughs> I hob. Uh, I can't get used to that. Oh my god, I've, they got I've they got roasted. Eaten hard. a burger at IHOP. I haven't either. I've, I've been I to IHOP have... a lot. Yes, I play Magic the Gathering. I've been at IHOP a lot. <laughs> 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 Let me introduce you to my father, because <laughs> he has some like first gen cards. I think the fact that I just said that he has me feel he has some first gen cards. I think. <laughs> 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 No, but like really, like they're worth a lot, I think. And I'm like, Dad, oh, just dude. sell those. Does he have an Alpha Black Lotus? You know, he doesn't. Because I, I remember looking so. this up. <laughs> oh my God, Black Lotus. Oh my God, did you take Black Lotus? In case you didn't know, Black Lotus costs thousands of dollars. Thousands. He like actually starts getting really mad at us. No, no, He's I'm like, not mad. In case you guys didn't freaking know, <laughs> yeah. No, but He's like, like, get out. Well, I mean, and, bro. Dude. Bro. <laughs> What's Dude. <up? laughs> Both my brother and my sister play Magic the Gathering. And I'm, it's fun. I've tried. I'm not smart enough. <laughs> I, don't think it's so much about, <laughs> I don't think it's so much about smarts as it is more like determination to learn. Because it's not hard to learn. It's really no, hard just, to get good at. No, I'm just no no good at braining. Me no, <laughs> me no uh, speak good. But, yeah, you're right what's for the, sure, though. I'm definitely way too lazy. What's the third and an F chord? A. Yeah. <laughs> you brain. <laughs> That's different. <laughs> Something I care about, I guess. <laughs> right. Because I play Magic the Gathering because I want it to be fun right then and there. I don't want to have to spend hours learning it. That's why and I money. can't. <laughs> and money. And I, and I don't want to play Mortal Kombat until mm. 4 a.m. every night just so I can beat someone else. But, but, trust me, I met this right. brother and sister, friends of my sisters. Mm-hmm. Floored. Floored. I the, the one continuous combo and I couldn't break it or anything. I didn't. Yeah. Because I just beat the controller until something happens. Yeah. I like how Scorpio, uh, Scorpion uh, says, get over here. Get over here, you know. <laughs> like how Sub-Zero freezes people and breaks right. them. 
<laughs> that's why I like Smash Brothers because I'm good at that because that's what I played a lot of when I was a kid. Right. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, the controls haven't changed. Yeah. Well, it kind of goes back to the the idea of uh, our our time investments. Uh, how much time have you spent playing Smash? That's why you're good at it. How much Over time a thousand hours practicing base. That's why you're good at it. Over a thousand hours. <laughs> what did I say? Ten thousand yet? No. But what's a uh, Malcolm Gladwell? Said? Malcolm Gladwell. Yeah. Ten thousand mm-hmm. hours before you're uh, a, before a you master mastered it. Speaking of Malcolm Gladwell, he has a really good podcast. He really does. Revisionist history. <laughs> He's a very articulate man. What a nice young man. Anyways, what a, what a, uh, <laughs> what a nice young man. I just I pinch your cheek. <laughs> but that is actually another way that like this as weird as in self-centered as this made sound like I'm a lot smarter now because I've listened to podcasts for like the past four years. Like, and it's just cause I'm just receiving information all the time and yeah, there's just good information, but also fun stuff. Podcasts are very much <laughs> something I've grown to love because you, you mm-hmm. can get kind of get everything out of it. You can get your radio shows, your Welcome yeah. to Night Vales. You can get your, you know, like people shooting the shit about video games. You can get <laughs> people talking about politics or you know ways of life, therapy. You know, you, you can get you, that stuff that helps. Describing you my podcast right now, or are you just <laughs> listing <I'm>, other podcasts? <laughs> listing other podcasts. I mean, this is you know, and a lot of them are just like a mixed bag. Yeah. Like you get, you can get something out of everything. Yeah. Which is exciting because I can put that on in the car. Yeah, there are podcasts for learning different languages, um, so you can just like That's again another thing like yeah. libraries. It's just free. All podcasts are free, and you can just subscribe to that, learn Spanish. Cool. Well, I'm going <laughs> to need to learn how to speak Canadian eventually. Um, just Silence. just make your... Uh, no one got it. Just make your, no, your we vowels. Got it. <laughs> That's the thing. <laughs> just make your, your O vowels straight. Yeah. Oh. 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 Yeah. No, I mean, I know a Canadian close, or two. Close enough. <laughs> and they're, they're great. Yeah. And it's funny because they can't be mean. They can. They'll just <laughs> do it in a nice way. No. Not the ones I've met. They can't. I guess it's just their personality. <laughs> I, sh- I shouldn't generalize, darn it. I was I was talking to Patrick. You know, Patrick Conlon. Yeah. yeah he's, he's Canadian. He's, he's Canadian. Uh, he told me that one of the major traits of Canadian culture is... Anxiety about not knowing what Canadian culture is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's great. And like he really like boiled it down. Like that's and so it it really does seem like yeah, huh. that that's a part of being a Canadian is not really understanding what being a Canadian is and being a little concerned about it. <laughs> but you see. That is so Canadian. Exactly. That is... And that's what makes it, like, a staple of Canadian culture. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) It's great. Oh, man. (laughs) I think it's funny, too. I don't don't think, like, Montreal gets a good enough rap. Because I'd love to go there. And also probably need to learn French. Sure, you can find some good rap places there. 
You get vegan oh. restaurants. Okay. Get a nice wrap. <laughs> okay. Well, on that note, we've really run the gamut on, on, on this one. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what time it was that we started, but, um, <laughs> real quick, going around the circle, uh, say one thing that you've been like one of each thing that you've been watching, listening to. Or playing if you play video games that you uh, enjoy. Let's start okay. with you. <laughs> okay. Wait. Okay. First one watching. Yeah. Yeah. I just started watching um, Twin Peaks. Cool. Yes. Just finished first episode. It was pretty dope. So I'm gonna keep doing that. Yeah. <laughs> um. I've been listening to a lot of. I mean, this is one of my favorite bands. So mm. I've been listening to a lot of the Growlers. Um. And then playing, not really anything at the moment, um, but I'm about to start playing Red Dead Redemption because I never have played it before, so I'm kind of excited for that. I still have not played Red Dead Redemption. I probably should. (laughs) I've started it three times and stopped. (laughs) About five minutes in. Yeah. Well, that makes me excited. (laughs) I mean, it really should. Uh, I just got bored. (laughs) But if you play it long enough... You can start shooting people. Okay. <laughs> like every other great rock star game out there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, both actually, me and Isabel, just started watching Dark Tourism <gasps> on Netflix. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> and I'm so surprised good. she didn't bring it yeah. up. But essentially, it just is the show where this, you know, dainty New Zealander <laughs> goes around the globe looking at dark tourism joints, Mm. which is essentially just like all the bleak stuff surrounding Mm. like death or something. I actually think you'd really like it. It's like, (laughs) I love stuff that's like documentary style. Mm. Like I love documentaries. So that, that series is like amazing to watch. Yeah. Like we're, we're going home to watch it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) That's happening later tonight. And you know, they just, uh, the last episode I watched, they went to uh, Japan. The first Mm. thing they did was just go to Fukushima. Mm. And like with yeah. Geiger counters, yeah. and it was just kind of it was kind of you know sort of a wake up terrifying. Call. Yeah, <laughs> you know, radiation was terrifying. Um, I've been listening to uh, hmm, kind of a lot of growlers too, but <laughs> but also I really have. Been on a Father John Misty kick recently. Cool. Mm, yeah, you have. <laughs> so, just kind of been feeling that out. Um, I got Fallout Four. <laughs> nice. And uh, the even DLC, though DLC, might we add? And all the DLC, and I hate it. I I hate how Bethesda is so mainstream. The hipster in me wants to go. Bleh. Because every time one of their games comes out, it's just like, oh, well, there goes the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And I agree, but I, I, I do. There's a lot of hype behind it, and I always yeah, get a yeah. little bit disappointed. But after some time has passed, I always go back to those games, and then I'm like, okay, I can appreciate it now that the hype has died down. Sure. So I didn't really get it when it first came out, but now I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Um. 
and I still have to replay Dark Souls for the 5,000th time because <laughs> I got the remastered one. And nice. it's still just sitting down waiting for me. Code Vein got delayed. <sighs> <laughs> By the way. Great. Uh, what, what was the other one? Uh, Shadows Never Die? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sekiro. Shadows Die Twice. Yeah, Shadows Die Twice. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, <laughs> next from software That's game. Almost the opposite. Shadows never die. Shadows die twice. Uh, <laughs> both James Bond movies. Right. Names. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. <laughs> um, for me, uh, watching, uh, I don't actually spend a lot of time on like Netflix or Hulu lately. Um, I guess. You don't fall asleep uh, to Bob's Burgers? No. Uh, Sable yeah. and I have been watching or catching up on My Hero Academia. Um, but for myself, uh, Rick Beato's channel on YouTube is really good. He's a music guy. Mm, um, okay. You know about Adam Neely? Yes. Um, it's similar. Okay. Me. A little okay. bit less polished in the and how well it's edited See, see but, but I, uh I, I like that in between zone right right where they're kind of like where they get the hang of it right they don't yeah, have all yeah. the materials to do it or they're but but the know. dude is he's a freaking genius but you, yeah uh, but you you've also seen him in memes probably um <laughs> you know you know the the where where the guy's playing trombone and then his kid is like <gasps> hitting, slamming a thing. yes i'm pretty sure that's him <laughs> yeah <laughs> Okay. Pretty sure that's him. Um, Pretty sure. Yeah. Just I could be wrong. Um, Listening to, um, it's always my my usual things, but I'll I'll say Sunlux had a new album. Um, Sunlux is really good. Um, And yeah, I'm still kind of stuck on that. Um, and then Plague, uh, since this month was Amazon Prime Month, if your account is linked to your Twitch account, then you get a free game a month. Mm. But this month, it was a free game a day for, <gasps> like, the first half of the month. Um, Hello? Wow. <laughs> and there's a bunch of, like... Small indie games, but it's still like no, but that's so games. cool. Yeah, see, indie games are where it's starting to get me because right, yeah, I've been yeah. wanting to like try Hollow Knight and all those other games mm-hmm. that I forgot the names too. Yeah, um, so I guess still in progress is a uh, Hue, H U E, which is a puzzle platformer. Uses a lot of colors. It's really cool. Um, yeah, so. Since we didn't have an intro, who else in the room? And plug your stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my name's Isabel Herrera. Um, and you can find my Instagram at Isabel underscore no name underscore Herrera. That's H-E-R-R-E-R-A. <laughs> well, geez. <laughs> was, I should probably. She's ready for that plug. Like, spell my <laughs> name out yeah. the first time. Uh Hi, my name's Aiden McCool. Yeah. A-I-D-A-N-M-C-C-O-O-L. It's like if you go to McDonald's. And yeah, it's like if you go cool. to McDonald's. Mm. 
it's it's, it's a muck cool. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> if it's a Mac, then that means you're Scottish. <laughs> if it's a Mick, means you're Irish, I guess. But hmm. you can find me on Instagram. <laughs> I didn't know stuff. that distinction. Thanks for clarifying that. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> find me on Instagram, Facebook. That's about it. Also, my band, uh, Sun Phaser, is still called till I change it. <laughs> Soon to be. Suzuki. Yeah. <laughs> which Isabel Herrera is a member of now. Cool. Lead singer. <laughs> multi-instrumentalist. Whatever you want to yeah, yeah. <laughs> plug in with that. <laughs> You're being too kind, but okay. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> I also do makeup, um, kind of. I was a professional makeup artist for a second. Um, I do have a piece of paper for that. <laughs> uh, and you can find my makeup account at Isabel Rose MUA, just as all one word. Nice. <laughs> I can't say I have any need for makeup at the moment, <laughs> but I do occasionally whenever oh, I cosplay. Um, thank you guys for doing this with me. It's been a lot of fun. We really run the gamut yeah. on all the thank things. You. Um, it's been awesome to be here. <laughs> you can find everything that. I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. I make music. You can download or pay for my demo, Songs with Words. Um, so that is free, and you can download it like a weird old man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. People don't use the Bandcamp app, but you, you could also do that, I guess. Uh, <laughs> um, but hey, if you ever have no signal... You can always just have my music downloaded onto your phone and like, oh, no, I can't stream any Spotify right now. Guess I'll have to listen to Santiago now. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Just Um, like an old man. Yeah, like an old man. Uh, (laughs) You can also listen to this podcast like you're doing right now through Apple Podcasts or YouTube or Stitcher. Or straight through my website, SantiagoRamones.com. You can leave comments or leave reviews. And uh, feel free to sound off and be like, hey, I don't like what you said there. Or I do like what you said there. Or here's an interesting question you could ask someone. Whatever you want to say. I always have my podcast with my three things. They shape my life's life's (laughs) philosophy. Those three things are love never fails. It's going to be okay. I might be wrong. Oh, no. Outro music. <laughs>